It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah Health. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. The RSL Show Hot Takes, brought to you by KSL Sports and listeners of the RSL Show. From Nate Otterstrom, other than the obvious Pablo, Fallout, and bring in a DP striker and CDM, I think Demare is the best as a super sub and Luna needs to be given the chance to consistently start at the 10. Drew, Drew Nitsky, RSL should be owned by the individual, not by the individual, but by the fans. James C. Bowes. Why have we not learned the one-touch shot? This is something that most young soccer players want and love to do. Why is RSL so selfless when they get inside the 18? Eric Walker. Pablo needs a better tactical approach than play hard for each other. John. Crazy last name. Not sure they're exactly hot, but Pablo out. Bench Dami for Luna and play Luna at the 10. And Julio should not and Julio should be a super sub, super sub, not a starter. Brock, tired of your team? Want your mom to be proud of you again? Here's your chance. For the next six hours, we're accepting all ex-RSL fans to become LAFC fans. No questions asked. Kyle Coppins, Elliot Fall doesn't know how to build an MLS-level roster. Also, Pablo is not a vibe. Cole Bowen. Unless we can pull off five-plus wins in a row, RSL should look at this year being a developmental year, focus on playing our young guys, and create a core that can become great. I love guys like Demir and Miram, but we aren't going to win or grow this year with this team. Andrew Lord. Hope the owners see how close RSL is to big trouble. Academy turns out guys who never play for RSL. Monarchs struggle as a bridge team. Roster is poor in a few vital areas, with a coach who doesn't adjust because execution. Player body language gets worse by the week. Matthew Daniels. Pablo is an excellent man-manager and can organize stellar defensive teams, but once he starts to develop offense, teams have figured out his core patterns of play and shut the team down before they can get into rhythm. Also, compare Ted, La- <laughs> also, compare Ted Lasso and issues good vibes can cause. Zerk. Honestly, a lot needs to change. I'm tired of the old mental this and mental that from Pablo. We need a DP player or some change that will improve RSL. FYI, this is my first time and maybe my last time as a season ticket holder if nothing changes. Zach Boska. A coat of paint, upgraded lighting, and a few bucks spent on med players isn't going to wipe out the taste of mediocrity that began under DLH and continues to exist today. That starts squarely with Pablo and Elliot. I get things take time, but longtime fans are getting impatient. Danny B., what is wrong with this club? <laughs> I really like that one. <laughs> 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 
Tinker Gravel. Change. Healthy change needs to happen. Is it Pablo? Is it the FO? Is it player acquisition? Is it roster building strategy? We've gotten a little too comfortable with where we're at. Tyler Overson. Brody should sit on the bench for the next few games. When Marcelo is back, we play him and Jay Glad together with Vera and Anelli. After after the St. Louis game, I want to see as little of Brody as possible. Spurs Bay. I don't think it's hot take anymore, but Pablo needs to go ASAP. Y'all can check my receipts. I've been saying this since the rumors came out about him becoming the new coach. His substitute sucks. His tactic sucks. He sucks. He should be fired and never work in soccer again. Coogies by 90. Pablo and Elliot need to be out immediately. <laughs> Keenan McEwen. Brian Vera is my hot take. Also might be a good soccer player too. Last but not least for the Twitters, Kelsey Price. Zava would be an excellent addition to the RSL lineup. Okay, we're going to go ahead and continue over to our Instagram for hot takes brought to you by Real Salt Lake fans. Uh, Obviously not too happy. All right, please stay tuned. I'm going to read the Instagram comments. Here we go. All right. So... a few a lot of people not pleased miss kates says real salt lake should fire the girl who runs the twitter account e beckstrand if pablo isn't on probation he should be when (laughs) when mediocrity is the highlight of his time here there's a problem i don't support a revolving door of coaches like chelsea but this isn't working Doc Jeezy. This team has lived in mediocrity for years now. This team isn't a team. It's 11 guys out on the field running around. This organization would be nothing were it not for the fans. Perhaps I'm just bitter, but I feel the organization is in a bad spot right now. Colin Manning. We really need more creativity somewhere in our group. Everything looks so static most of the time, and we can't even complete easy static passes a lot of the time. We settle into the match too much and almost fall asleep. Or, that is at least what happened against St. Louis. Really need that creativity in the midfield and up top. Coach Josh Redleg Wrestling. Moneyball isn't working. Travis Brady. If we lose this week, right? If we lose this week. Excuse me. Yes, if we lose this week, riot till Pablo is fired. Don't get me wrong, but he has been mid the last season and a half. We've got good players in the dressing room. Yes, some are new, haven't adjusted all the way. The club should invest into a coach that has proven to do something and not low market coach that will be mid at most. Wow, I That's a lot of mid. This whole mid thing, yeah. man. Okay. Uh Pendahadas says admin team needs to be checked tweeted q in the mean tweets after a 4-0 loss and a three-game losing streak just shows how little the club cares right now carson wilcox desperately need a true striker julio and rabin just won't get the job done mark hymas all this talk of the locker room quote-unquote united seems like bs Losing will break up that chemistry quick. 
After hand, Sam. I'm worried that Anelli and Vera might get the Haziel treatment after a bad loss and we'll never see them on the first team again. Penage Tokyo RM. Play all the youth. Ban players older than 28 from starting. If we tank, at least the youth get a lot of experience. We're going to make it to the uh, posts, and then we'll get started, guys. Thanks for hanging out with us here at the Real Salt Lake Show. How do we get to the poll questions? We're, we're... Dude, I don't know how to use Instagram anymore. Uh, we need a, the youth. Youths. The youths? The youths. Do it. How do, you, how do you pull these up? Oh, here we go. Figure this out. Okay. I got it. All right. We asked for responses as well. Wow, we got a lot. Okay. Nino Iba 97. We need to hire a coach outside of the Real Salt Lake organization. Jesse Roberts says, we need to sign Zava right away. That's another Ted Lasso joke. Yep. Okay. Backdoor cops. <laughs> we need a new formation. Ike Gognia. I take back what I said about high key. Wait, let me see. Dude, I, this mid and Slang high key stuff just breaks my brain, bro. I'm like too old for this. Ike Gonia says, I take back what I said about high key having a good feeling about the season. Dude, I'm so glad we're like reaching the younger kids, but damn. I that's got really petty and I started looking at Spurs Bay's old tweets. Yeah. Proud of our coach. Yeah. Mike Pecky. Talking to your mic, you have a mic in your hand. I'm not going to say All right. Keep interrupting. Thanks. Junior producer. All right. <laughs> Mo Sweatshirt. We're not recording a show or anything. Thanks. All right. Mo Sweatshirt says, Love or hate Cordova, losing our striker to another team and failing to sign another nine is objective failure. Ian Lenars. RSL was overachieving for the last few years. Chang is over... Performs his salary? Uh, that's a... Yeah, makes sense. Typo? No. Chang is overperforms his salary? Yeah, he's a low salary player. Okay. Thankfully. All right. Uh, C. Nageldino. The days of RSL sitting near the top of the table are over. Tam Gam, thank you, ma'am. And Kyle McKee, Pablo out and fall out. And Mr. Oreo Man, we promised we were going to read all of them. Uh, he wrote Demir's shit this season. Okay. <laughs> Disagree. <laughs> all right. <laughs> hey, guys, every everybody, welcome to the Real Salt Lake Show, the RSL Show on KSL Sports. My name's Andy Munoz. We've got Joshua Clark. What's up, everybody? Alex Napolis and baby junior producer Isaac Munoz. What's up? A.K.A. Boss Baby. I feel... You, you ever see the videos on, like, SNL where, like, the celebrities are reading the mean tweets? That's, yeah. That's 100% what that felt like. Really? We're just... Yeah, we're just in there reading the mean tweets. But it's, like, not directed <laughs> towards us. Don't give the admin any more... Ideas. Ideas, man. Yeah, you no know, man. If we see a RSL mean tweets video from RSL's TikTok, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come for royalties. Yeah, listen, uh, I will say this: Real Salt Lake's a professional organization. It's a team in the Major League Soccer. All right, Deloitte. The Major <laughs> League Soccer's <laughs> get out of here, man. I can't talk. There's a lo- listen. There's a lot of people who. Love this club. They follow it. For some, it makes or breaks their week when the result comes out. And, you know, I, I'm all... Dude, I'm good for trolls. Like, I love trolling. I mean, you are a troll, so it makes sense. I am sense. a troll. But when your team gets pounded at home, when you're 6-26, and 26, when you're losing matches under new ownership, and you're asked to believe... And you're asked to come to the stadium 
and sell out and show up early and support till you die. And then the Real Salt Lake tweet or tweets mocks you. Just kind of, yeah, basically yeah. mocks yeah. you. It, it felt very condescending. A lot of the tweets. A lot of a them few, are. actually, yeah. A lot of them are. And it's not to say it's on one person, but, you know, usually, generally, Twitter accounts adapt a tone that have been set in play by somebody who was there prior. Maybe somebody overtook it. We've seen an evolution in the way that these social media accounts are handled. We all know who is at the helm. We know maybe where the tones are established. But all I'm going to say is just read the room. Just read your fan base. At the end of the day, people care about this club. You may not care about this club, but people do. And I'm not I'm not I'm not saying I'm not one to say, "Hey, you should tweet this way and tweet that way." But just understand that outside of the media, uh, people love this club and they they might I don't know, they might they, just they might it, feel it differently than we do. We don't care. Yeah. You could be you could do whatever you want. As the media, we troll, we do all these things. But at the end of the day, I think when when you start directing it towards your own fans, it's a little yeah, a little cringy. It's a little cringe. Yeah. A little bit. And and it's not like people didn't notice. It wasn't like one or two people pointed it out. The vast majority of the comments were are you, know, are you serious? You know what I mean? Yeah. Of course there's going to be mean tweets. Yeah. They'll suck. You deserve it. Yeah. Yeah. If your team sucks that bad, that hard. Yeah. At home, it's. I think it's warranted. Yeah, but you know, it's 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 dicey because you don't want to tell people how to do their job, but then also it's uh, like, come on, like yeah. let's you know think about yeah, common common sense here. Read the room a little bit. I I don't know which one was more embarrassing: the cue the mean tweets or the vibes, the vibes with Pablo or whatever. Yeah, show the second half. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let's see all the vibes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and for me, like, it's this weird, like, you know, because I'm cynical. But it's it's almost like, oh, these fans are dumb. Let's tweet positive stuff. They'll forget. That's what it feels like to me. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also kind of hard to forget when it's a culmination of it wasn't just one game. No, no, no. It's been it's been happening since June fourth of last year, where yeah. we just have entered this streak of not being able to get a result, not being able to. Yeah, it, it, and it's it's not just the St. Louis game. It goes back to that. Like Andy said, it's six and twenty six. It's not good enough, right? But I think with St. Louis, your home, it's an expansion team. You know, you should win this game, and you get destroyed, blown out. Yeah. And I know, oh goodness, I know the roster, Josh, the roster wasn't full strength. <laughs> I don't care. Our full strength roster, would the outcome would have been no different. Ojeda wouldn't have closed the gaps in the midfield. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, Rubin would not have scored. Like, it, none of it would have helped in that game. Well, And I think, I think the best way to kind of break down what happened on Saturday is to kind of divvy it up by halves. Okay, let's start. Because the first half, in my opinion, was probably the best they've played this year. Yeah, decent game. Absolutely. Decent game, but guess what happened? Halftime came. 
St. Louis's coach, I forget his name, forgive me, goes in the locker room, makes adjustments. RSL goes in the locker room. I'm sure Pablo said some rah-rah nonsense. No adjustments were made, and we lose 4-0. And it's really interesting, too, because you go and you have this first half. We go into the halftime, and I remember we're up there in the press box. We're talking to all these other media guys. We're talking to a bunch of people in the box, and we're like, hey, we're feeling really good about this. They had a really good. They had a good performance. Mm-hmm. The second half, we can probably go out there and get the win. And then immediately, I think a minute and a half into that second half, oh, you we just were barely go, settled in, man. Exactly. You go and you concede that right off the bat, and you can just feel the whatever hope was is was in that stadium lingering gone. Oh, the the collective deflation of the stadium was palpable. Yeah. And honestly, after one goal, the fan base has such little faith in you that people started leaving after the first goal. Not to mention how empty it was by the fourth goal. We wanted to get hot takes. We went over to J-Dogs. There was no one left in the stadium. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was empty. And like I said, it's just the culmination of of the results that we've been seeing in the last, almost, like I said, since June 4th of last year. Yeah. It's like the St. Louis result was the straw that kind of broke the fan base's faith. Yeah. Exactly. I think it was anyway. Yeah, so I think, uh, you know, as a club, Real Salt Lake, it's, man, uh, I stupid because this club's motto has always been on to the next. Whenever we're severely let down, it's on to the next. Right. And I, I like that mentality because, I mean, I like it for my, for myself personally when i'm like you know if you've hit a rut it's like on to the next but Mm -hmm. like alex said when it's just a pattern of mediocrity and um this club really hasn't achieved anything great aside from maybe you know making like the western conference final out of sheer luck let's be honest out of sheer luck it's when you when you when you go back and you visit that stat six and twenty six that's damning it's bad. Yeah. And it's, you know, it goes back to the tweet that we got of the, the dude who was excited to get season tickets for the first time ever and is now uh, contemplating never buying season tickets again because the entertainment value or the investment that you would think Real Salt Lake would bring you just isn't there. And then when it's met with tweets from distasteful tweets from the actual club account you're mad and we don't care exactly when it's met with that uh you're just starting to then add layers where okay well shoot as fan as as fans of this club or as media who follows this club if you don't care why the hell should we care exactly exactly and how many i personally i was contacted by three or four different people basically telling me that the way the tweets were coming across and whatnot and some other things with social media that they refuse to even go to games because they find it like disturbing in ways and i think that's a problem absolutely is a problem a big problem are you kidding me your social media team's keeping people from showing up yeah that's scary it it is it is and and i'm not like just trying to talk smack care like i legitimately was contacted by people same this isn't just me talking to talk it's a real thing yeah 
So <clears throat> it's very it's very touchy ground because as somebody who creates content professionally for a national company, if if I were to do something like that at my nine to five, my career and it was reflecting that poorly on people who love your brand to the point where now it's, I mean, you've got proof of people saying, Hey, I don't want to go to games. I don't care to go to games because of the tones that the club's putting out. Mm -hmm. That's a problem. Yeah. It's a major problem. And I don't care how awesome people might think somebody is. It's just a, it's, it's a, it's an opportunity to look at the response and it's, it's an opportunity to adjust. I would hope that they would adjust the tone because I hope someone's talked to someone and said, let's not do that again. Yeah. Because clearly it's so off putting and I won't, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. It was off putting to me too. Oh, and I sent a screenshot immediately to you guys and was like, the hell is this? It's off-putting. It's not representative of the Real Salt Lake that I supported growing up. And maybe that's just a very boomer thing to say, but you expect more. Right. Just how Real Salt Lake expects more out of their fan base. We expect more out of them. It's a mutual, mutual relationship. Yep. It's a mutual respect. Yep. And I think that when you start disrespecting the one thing that matters the most when you remove soccer, it's the fans, the fandom, the people who are paying for your product. When you start to disrespect them, that's a big problem. That also, like, if I'm a player and I see that coming from my club, I can't imagine Demir agrees with that. You know what I mean? I would hope not. I can't imagine the players are like, yeah, they'll get over it. You know what I mean? I, there's no way. Yeah. So maybe it's trendy. I mean, I get the trolling thing. I get the right. trolling I thing. I feel like they're trying to be like the Wendy's account that, you know, you know, those accounts that like will say something mean to someone that's complaining to him on Twitter. I get it. But, but that's not the way to go. It's not the way to go at like you say, cue the mean, mean tweets from Colorado fans after you beat them. You know, they. Yeah, not to your own people. No, it's I'm just it's just distasteful, dude. I, I yeah, it's let's, just let's dis- rub the salt in the it's wound gross. of our own fans. Yeah, it's gross. Yeah, it's gross. It's and not sure, a good look. And sure, like it's gotta suck being that admin just getting blown up. But you know what? You don't have to reply, or you don't even have to read it, or be factual. Yeah, say and yes. Just, hey, we lost. We lost. Here's the score line. Four zero. On to the next one. Hey, thanks, thank, thank you to the fans who stuck it to the end. That's yeah. it. Boom. You don't need to throw salt back. No. It's, it's oh my God. It's because crazy. It's crazy. And like, <laughs> it's crazy. That's that's not going to cue less mean tweets. This you is, just made it worse for yourself. Exactly. You have the king of trolls, myself. I'm the king of trolls. Literally saying to another troll. Too much. Don't do that. It's too much. Too much. <laughs> Isn't that, you guys pushed it too far. Yeah. <laughs> See that line? You yeah. crossed it. I mean, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt, right? Because, like, you're going to get mean tweets Shut up, no matter what. <laughs> she, Dude, the admin no. cannot win no, if you but, think about it. But my I'm thing just, is, as the admin, it is not your job to read every single tweet that gets replied to you. You post. 
Mm-hmm. And I and I think what Isaac, I think what I was just trying to say is just there's a time and a place for it. Exactly. And after a after four nil loss at home. home, it's it's not it's not, not. And you're just you're just inviting that negativity in your replies because you're posting that at, towards the fans. Yeah. Yeah. So you know what's crazy? What's interesting is from the club or, or people at the club. Like we've heard before back in the day. That Kyle Beckerman was very um, expressive about how the social media accounts were Uh ran, what was shared, what was tweeted, and he would get on the case of people who ran those accounts because he didn't want the club to be represented in a way that would basically like tarnish the legacy of Real Salt Lake. Right. Absolutely. Let's go back. Let's peel it back a little bit. Jump in the way, way back machine. It's crazy, man. I just... The fact that this team is struggling and the fact that we're talking about social media is so stupid. It's annoying, dude. It's so stupid. I, you know what? Let's just move past this. I, I don't believe this is so one thing. I've, I currently feel like Deloitte's still in charge. That's a statement. That's all it is. No one cares. It's, I like that. You don't care enough to respect your fan base. Right. And you're just like, whatever. It's our I'm job. Gonna, I'm going to tweet this. I don't yeah. care. Yeah. I'm I'm me. I'm going to do what I want to do because it's my job and I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. It's also kind of foolish to think that maybe it's just like one admin, one person. Like, this is not what this is about. No, it's a team. It's a ministry of team. It's, uh, it's like when we – when I say admin – it's just it's a collective because numerous people are logged into that account and i think that i mean they they need to like clean that up because you don't see other clubs talking that way to their fan base no and if they did they would get the same reaction or worse yeah or worse dude like there's you know people will say that uh in the in the past it's gone two ways for us people say that we're like in bed with the club or some people will say, oh, I, lo- I love you guys because you guys are like so unhinged and you guys say whatever you guys want. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, you know, there's other there's other um, media outlets like podcasts, you know, for Austin FC, SKC, that are just like way more in- unhinged than we are. Mm-hmm. And I just couldn't imagine the things that they would say. I mean, we're putting this lightly. We're, I'm just, all I'm saying is like, really take a hard look <coughs> at who you think you're talking to listen the media we're different than the fan base i mean at times that can mix and i get that people at the club uh may not like things that we say but as a whole when you're tweeting you should you should really treat it like you're talking to the fan base right you're talking to six-year-old johnny you know what i mean exactly bro can you be can you imagine just being like a young kid and you love this club, and you're starting to like understand, and you're like on Twitter, and yeah, then, and, then and then suddenly your favorite club's like telling you to go kick rocks. <laughs> yes. But we'll see you next week. <laughs> be on time. Be early. Be loud. Be proud. I don't know. Maybe we're making this a big deal, but this is the first time. This is the first time that I've had people who I haven't heard from literally in years, or like reach out to me on IG DMs and be like, "Yo, what the hell is this? Yeah. Like, what is this? Yeah, is this a joke that we don't know about?" Yeah. I had someone ask if this was a weird inside joke. No, it's not. No. It's just, that's crazy, dude. 
And so, those, oh my God, please don't treat social media accounts like they're your personal accounts. For the love of God, this is a Real Salt Lake account. Please treat it like a soccer account, please. Yeah. That's it. And, and enough of Justin Glad. Uh, so, Alex. <laughs> let's, talk. Um, yeah. <laughs> let's talk about the post game. Yeah, what do you want to know? I, you know. Obviously, it was... Hang on. Stop, stop, stop. Okay, okay. Do we sound like boomers, Alex and Isaac? Do we sound like boomers? No, no. Absolutely not. No. 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 You guys are, like, very, very justified. Because, like, the more I'm thinking about it, the more I'm like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, and it sucks that they would tweet something like that. Right. You expect that from your rival team. Right. Yeah. yeah. I had I, I had people in Isaac's age group who are, like, seven years younger than me, eight years younger than me, also reaching out and being like... Yo, like, what is this? Or from the comments that you saw, like, hey, like, like f this. Like, I'm not cool with this, right? Oh, go just go read the replies. To, and honestly, I think some of the tweets were deleted because there was more than two. There was a couple that I read that was kind of weird, but the, the the replies were not a majority. Like, oh yeah, here comes mean people. It was all mean people. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> you know I, what I mean, I just want to I just want to make sure because you know I. I'm afraid of sounding like an old person, yes. I understand that Josh and I are getting older, and, like, maybe the, the world and the perspective has changed, but, I mean, dude, like, you wouldn't see the Utah Jazz tweeting like that to You'd their fan not. base. You'd hope not. You would never see it, yeah. because they've got standards, yo. All right. All right, anyway. Continue on. <laughs> <laughs> I vaguely remember Pablo saying something about, you know, if you don't score the first goal, mentalities change. I, I take an issue with that. What is your grievance with that? Well, what have we needed for the last, I don't know, 10 years? Um, probably a true number nine. Yeah, a goal scorer, right? Yeah. Yeah. No wonder why we're not scoring the goals <laughs> first, my guys. Look, I, I went into that presser after after the game, and I asked him three questions. Um, and I feel like the answer to all three of those questions were, we need to score goals. Which is great. We do. Yeah. We absolutely do. There's a 100% Obvious answer. no yes. denying that. Yes. But I more so wanted to know how. Yeah. What, what how? is the plan on how we're going to get those goals? Right. And that's kind of what my second question was leading into. I asked him what was kind of the lessons that he learned, that he's learned from this team so far in the first four games. And again, it was just, we need to score goals. And yeah, we need to score goals. But how? Right, but what how are, are you going to get the service into the box? How are you going to close that gap behind your attack? How are you going to get Demir scoring again? How are you going to get any kind of productivity? A, a free kick. I'll take a free kick. You know what I mean? And and then it goes even deeper. Why have we not stri- signed a striker? We know we need one. You, yeah. you can't be telling me you're legitimately relying on Rubio Rubin, who, great guy, right? Just scored for his national team. Right, but in MLS, not scoring goals. Yeah. Right? Demir Krylock, who we all love and adore, but he's 34 now, right? Just missed an entire season with a back injury, and that's not his natural position, right? And they've basically come out and said, we're playing two strikers now. We're playing a 4 4 2, but we're not playing a 4 4 2. It. Not, not in I, in lineup we are, but in tactics yeah. we aren't. No, no, and hence that, the exposed space, exactly. hence the counterattacks, mm-hmm. hence not winning. Yeah. Right, our fullbacks are getting overloaded. There's no one protecting our center backs. It's it's absurd, and we're not seeing any adjustments. We don't have the players to play this style. You need a, a defensive midfielder for this yeah. if you want to do it. Right, we just don't have it. So why are we continuing to do this? Why like? 
this hurts me. Why is Demir starting? Yeah. It, it's it's hurting us. I agree with you. He should be coming off the bench. You know, just fresh off the injury and not being involved with it, and then adding the new pieces. Right, and it doesn't fit the formation, right? right. Like, save why are him. we doing this? Just, like, save him. I mean, I... I Maybe we were putting too much belief into Demir Krylock because I I am one of those, but clearly it's just not doing anything for us right. at this point. Well, and don't get me wrong, I I adore Demir. Yes, but I don't like the fact that the FO is used him as an excuse to not go sign a difference maker. Yeah, right. Well, it, it it makes zero sense to me, and it really just it it leads me to believe, believe there's bigger issues. Right. Also, we're not doing well. Why are we not playing the kids? I know Anelli played, right? Injuries. That's why he played. Yes. Why have we not seen Gavin Beaver's minutes, right? Why are we not seeing some of these other young guys get some time? And we're just watching these aging players go fail. Yeah. They're not being supported with younger guys. They're not being played in positions that suit them well. They're not being adjusted tactically to win a game. It's It's... Pablo's way or the highway, it seems, and it's clearly obvious he has his guys that he's getting minutes to. It's clearly obvious that's not changing anytime soon. And it's clearly obvious that without a miracle or us suddenly clicking and figuring out what we're doing, we're not going to win games this year. Yeah. I, I think I think my biggest issue and, and the biggest reason why I'm upset right and after that performance is because we've sat here for four three five weeks in a row now whatever however long the season's been and we've talked about the same issues it's the midfield that's not that's not linking up we have no attack and we've seen no changes and that's the biggest frustrating thing for me is that we're not seeing any changes on what we're on what's happening on the field like you said it's pablo is so set in the tactic that we're not adjusting to teams. Other teams are adjusting to us. Yeah, Seattle did us. Seattle did amazingly yeah. at it. Um, Austin did a great job at it. But and it's then, not hard to. We show our biggest vulnerabilities. Well, then that's the same so thing. We're obvious. coming out and we're playing in the same way over and over yeah, again. It's so obvious, and we're not seeing those changes. I think you're. I think you're right. Well, we we need to see. We need to see possibly Demir not in the starting eleven, and it, it maybe play him up top. But I, I oh, think maybe we need, play him in the midfield where he belongs. Or in the midfield, but he's not the 10 that we need right now. We need more creativity in the attack. We need more creativity in the midfield, and we're just not seeing it right now. We're not seeing much of anything. Let's be let's be honest. And and what the other frustrating part is, is, you know, Pablo has his guys. Freddie had his guys. Pecky had his guys. Where is the front office and the, the president of soccer and the GM saying, hey, you know what? I know you like these guys, but we have these kids that are pretty damn good. Maybe we should play them. Or that's not working. Let's play someone else. You know what I mean? Like, where's the the self awareness of all these issues? But when do you, when you when when you think like that? Do you think that the front office has anybody that would have the backbone to go and tell Pablo that the GM needs to have as a GM? That is your job. So, do you think that Elliot Fall is that person? No, clearly not. <laughs> Clearly not. And neither was Craig Weibel. Garth was. These guys aren't. And it's show. I mean, I'm just so over it, man. I'm so over it. That's what, damn. That, and over it from Josh. Game week five. And I don't even <laughs> want to watch the games right now. It's painful. It is painful. There's no, There is nothing going on with RSL that like gives me hope right now. Are we going to see Luna play and develop? No. Why would we do that? 
Why would we play him? We're going to see Gavers play and develop. No. But let's tweet about all these homegrowns we're signing and all these homegrowns we have. Yeah, none of them are going to see the field. You know what I mean? Let's, oh, maybe we can sell a guy one day. No, he's not going to play. So we're not going to sell him. Right? Oh, how's Dallas and, and Philadelphia selling all these guys for all these millions of dollars? I don't know. Maybe because our kids are playing. That Maybe. That, that's what we want to be. That right, is 100% what we want to be, but we aren't. We can. Yeah. We have plenty. Of, Taylor Booth just played for the national team. Yeah. I know this was a long time ago that he was here, but we have that quality coming through. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we've... And we've... The homegrowns we've brought up in the past, Brody, Glad, Herrera, Lennon, Ochoa for a time. Like, they've all gone and done things. They've turned out. They obviously haven't gone and moved to Europe and, you know, made millions, but they've done things. Keep trying. Keep playing the kids. Instead, we loan them out to a USL 7 team, and they don't even get in the 18, or we play them on the Monarchs and say, oh, maybe one day they'll be ready. They never start for the first team, unless someone gets hurt and they're forced to. And then the second they make a mistake, back out on them. So do you think Real Salt Lake, it sounds like the FO has a, how do I word this? They're afraid to take risks. Would you say that that assessment is right? That's what it feels like. But being afraid is not paying off for them. I don't know how you can look at yourself being 6 and 26 and be like, you know, guys, we're doing a pretty damn good job. Rah, rah. How the alarm bells aren't going off. How we did, went through an entire offseason and didn't fill two huge positions we needed. Are you telling me in... Look, we don't even have to buy someone. But are you telling me in all of the Blitzer clubs there's not like a semi-decent striker that needs minutes? Or a semi-decent CDM that needs some minutes? Yeah. Loan them over. Like, what's going on? We have these international spots from trades. We have all this gam and tam. Just sitting there. Yeah. And uh, one thing that was announced was the mls all-star dc we have zero all-stars this year guaranteed that's what i was going to get to is how crazy is it that we don't even have i can't even i mean sure from like a veteran status or like uh hey let's just throw this name in there because we know they're not going to get selected in the voting we might have one or two of those but we don't even have i feel an mls all-star-esque uh, roster player right now. Uh, maybe, Alex, do you feel maybe like maybe Brian Vera? Honestly, <laughs> but he's just got here. You know what I mean? He yeah. was impressive. I'll give him that. He was impressive. But who's going to the All Star game? Justin Glad with his goal scoring lead in the team right now. And that's going to be what the would that be like the second year where we don't have? We had uh, Demir last year, two years ago. Sorry, it's been two, two years. years. Ago, yeah. Wow. yeah, two years ago because yeah. we didn't have any representation. Yeah, no. we didn't have anything last year in and, Minnesota. And don't get me wrong, it's rare that we do have someone, right? It's rare. But usually there's someone that we're like, oh, he's, you know, if he didn't play for Salt Lake, he'd be an all-star. There's no one this year. Not yeah. not a single player that yeah. I would be like, he, he deserves it. No. Nah. Yeah. And, you know, this is, to be clear, I don't think that we're going, you know, one thing that I haven't really heard much of is putting the blame on certain players because... You know, one thing that stood out from the last match was the the pass that led the pass back that led to a goal from Pablo Ruiz. But I don't even fault Pablo Ruiz no. with that. You had no options at this. Yeah, at that point, you can't. And it's that's I think that's telling that okay, the problem on the field isn't so much the players than it is it's how they're set up. Exactly, it's how they're lined up. I guess that's the same as set up. It's. 
It's the coaching and it's the players available for selection. I don't. And, I don't think the system that we're playing right now is suiting the quality and the talent that we do have absolutely on this roster. Not. We have I, seventy-four wingers, yeah. and some creative midfielders, mm-hmm. and we're playing with inverted outside backs in a four-four-two with no center defensive midfielder. We're literally shooting the ball over the top and hoping Demir and whoever's up there with him. Uh, so let's. We have a right winger. One forward that doesn't score, and Demir playing in our forward positions. One forward, an eight, and a right wing. Those and are our forwards. And the top goal scorer is it Justin, Justin Glad, Glad? Still Justin Glad, yeah. When was the last time we scored a goal? Uh, Austin, early or late first half of yeah. Austin. Justin Glad, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a mess. It's, it's a mess. Pathetic, dude. It's yeah. I like that. That's the right word, I, pathetic. And I know, you know, I might hear from some people being like, hey, no, it's not fair. No, it's fair. And so I'm done, dude. I like, we were so patient with Pecky. We were so patient with Freddie. We've been patient with Pablo. But from the top down, RSL is not getting taken care of. Well, I mean, and just last week we were talking about the bus, right? Last week we were making the bus analogies. and Oh, there's a caravan right and now. All, yeah, but it's we came out and we, we played the same way. We saw the same mistakes. Uh-huh. We saw the same issues. Same adjustments, the, which were basically yeah. None. Yeah. And so that's, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm with you. It's frustrating. It's so frustrating. It is very hard. It is very hard to be a fan of Real Salt Lake right now. It really is difficult. It, when you see not only like the play that's coming from other teams, the moves, the big names, uh, just the atmosphere, it's really hard. And I have literally thought in my head, I'm like, if I wasn't, you know, committed to being a fan of this club, like there there would be so much more entertaining soccer to be had and a way better fan experience to be had. If I just supported someone, else. literally almost any other club <laughs> yeah. out there, yeah, outside of our rivals right well, now, yeah, well, and we, yeah, and we talked about it too in one of our early preseason shows is that it, it literally everybody around us got better, and it's showing. Oh yeah, you know what else is concerning? You see all these other teams getting their fresh new shiny star, and then you see our star on the field that just came home last year for big money, looking so disinterested. He looks like he wants out already. It's been half a season, and Sava looks done. You tell me if Sava can't come back and be stoked, we're going to get any other good players who want to come here? Well, in the, in the first couple games, I thought it was just purely because we couldn't get him the ball. That's probably part of his problem. But, but, I, but he's probably realizing we're not set up to get him the ball. Yeah. We're not set up to succeed, and he came back to flounder. He, he came back to... He came I, back because he didn't have any options. Well, and he that's us, what it sounded he, like. He told us he came back because he felt like Major League Soccer was a good gateway to get some looks from the European markets. It's not like, going to happen on this team, but it's it's not exactly. going to happen when we're playing this way. We're and when he, I don't even, I can't, even, I feel like I can't even fault Sava for having such a, like a bad start to this season because I just don't feel like we are set up in a way to support him to 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 get the best out of Savarino. We're, we're not set up to play to the strengths of any one of our yeah. players. Not one of them, and that's or, why that's why he's been invisible in the first four or games. Our opponents, we just don't have it. Um, Caleb from our kind of sort of rival, but not really. But we, we kind of represent the same company. It's weird. Uh, he talked to Justin Glad, 
and he had a really good question. Um, or it could have been Tom Hackett, one of the two. Uh, they were kind of blending in each other's interviews. But the question was, is, you know, how how are we allowing to not only score any goals, but then also allow four goals in? And it's just, it's a problem because our defense is struggling. Right. And our offense is struggling. Our offense is more than struggling. Yes. And the thing is, is I think we said this on the other show. It's 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 either or usually, and you can usually forgive one, but it's both, dude. Like we're we're the Titanic, but we got hit by two icebergs right. in the rear and the front. It, it's not like we're holding teams to zero zero results and just can't get a goal. And we're just got, getting our asses kicked. And the captain of the ship is like, "Well, if we just didn't hit any icebergs, guys, right, we'd make it." Yeah, you know, if we would have steered a little harder, maybe invented radar sooner. We'd be okay. The, 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 the problems I have is or the issue I have. If Jack Dawson wasn't just <laughs> right. like, you just got to be Rose letting the team down. Yeah, it's bad, man. But like, and that's and that's honestly my biggest issue is these problems are so recurring and so obvious to everyone. And we've been so patient. But we've been nothing. so nice about it, Josh. We've been so nice about Dude, it on it's the been RSL show. Killing me to be so nice about it, but. Now I, I finally feel free to say what I've been feeling, right? And like because I said, the, just, the criticism is justified. It is now? You can't tell me it's not. You cannot defend this and put a positive spin on it. I'm sorry. Well, hang on, though. We got new murals. I don't care. We got a cool light show. None of that should involve that was cool. the player budget. That was budget. cool last year. That was cool last year. <laughs> Now, but, this is the year where we expect better product on the field. But we were all told that none of that came out of player budgets. Well, And the, and that just goes back to, why do we have an open DP slot? What? <laughs> why do we have all these open intera- lot, international roster spots? We, we just, why can't we sign a striker? I know, I know it's got to be a hard job finding one, but like, we can't find one. Look, and I don't, and I don't want to hear the small market excuse. I don't either. It's Major League Soccer. People, young guys with futures want to come to Major League Soccer right now. Bro, we ain't small market, dude. Have you seen rent prices? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're paying out the ass like it's California, bro. Yeah. We're like almost getting to, to New York price. Well, maybe not. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. You know what I mean. have a huge TV viewership. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's... I don't know. It, it, if SKC can sign a guy like Alan Pulido or attract... Even interests from Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, like I know it's a small market; it's a little harder, but like it's doable. It's doable. Well, I'll even go as far as to say is to look back at like Philadelphia a couple years ago when they were considered a small market. Yeah. They were able to attract some pretty good right. players who not a lot of people knew about until they got to right. Philadelphia. They don't have. To, I'm not saying we need to go sign, you know, the biggest name in the Premier League, but like. Yeah. Someone there, that there, can score ten. There goals. are diamonds in the rough in like the second division of in the championship. There's uh, in England. diamonds in the rough in our academy and the Monarchs right now that just haven't had a chance. There you go. Yeah. NYCFC bringing Richie Ledesma over from PSV on loan. We all know how we, you know, some of us feel about that. But the biggest thing that you know with the the acquisition from the new ownership was the Blitzer Group, mm-hmm. and. We've seen how really it hasn't done much for us except brought people over who 
maybe were hyped, but then didn't really contribute much. The it, only one that contributed was Kudrova. Yeah. Am I missing anyone? I would say that's the yeah. only standout. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can't which, remember that outside back. That, oh, Kablan. Kablan. He was here Whoa, three months. Oh, yeah. I forgot all about him. Who else? I think he only played a game, right? Yeah, maybe one. Yeah. So here, here's the uh, here's the point with that. So we've got... We were also stoked on the Blitzer group. It was big news. Hey, it's got it's linked to all these clubs. Going to be be able to you know bring on talent from loans. The relationships are easier. So why is it that this relationship exists, but we still have so many holes left in the roster? Or to your point, Josh, forwards. Yeah, there's got to be somebody out there that they can pull from. But it, like, what's the problem? What, no like, idea. What's the problem? No idea. I don't know if if Elliot and Pablo aren't seeing eye to eyes on guys they're interested in. I don't know if Luke's really legitimately the only one looking and scouting. If so, that's terrifying. I don't know if the ownership's just flat out refusing to spend money, but that can't be true because they brought in Andres Gomez for a record transfer, right? Who looks like he may turn out he's going to come good, right? He's at bright spots. It's the players, and like you said earlier, Andy, like the players themselves aren't the problem. No. It's how they're being set up and asked to play. Yeah. So there are bright spots. I do believe that this is a good roster still, but the two big holes are problems, and the young guys not playing are problems, and really the biggest problem is the guys at the top leading these guys at the bottom on the field. I'm going to go as far as to say is that we we need an entire spine right now. Yeah. I feel McNass like that's not it. Mm. Uh, Glad, you know, he's a good center back, but he's not. He's not the the anchor per to, se. to me. He just hasn't seemed like the defender he was last year. No, none. So no far. one seems like I don't. See, I don't year. see any leadership qualities out of Glad. None of our midfielders are quote unquote undroppable eleven guys that you would put in a spine. Yeah. And then obviously there is no one at the nine. You know, at the attack to be that spine. And it, it's not like when we had Ramondo, Olave, and Borchers, Beckerman, Javi Sabo. Like that was your spine. You could build off that, and you were fine. We don't have a single one single guy to me that is spine worthy yeah uh, i abs- no absolutely i think we we need to completely we need to find players to fill that that void right up the middle it, we're not building any attack through the middle Pe- teams are just tearing us up right down the middle dude, it's, i feel like our it's a freeway dude freeway yeah. to the goal exactly and we i, I want to believe i want to believe that Pablo Ruiz is going to step up and make a change. I want to believe that Diego Luna can come in and make a change, but at the same time, it's given the chance. At, at the same time, they're not given, especially in Luna's case. I don't feel like he's really been given the chance to perform that or show that yet. And I brought up a, a stat to you over the press box on Saturday too. Is is when in averaging ninety minutes right now, Diego Luna is our best attacking, is our best creator in the attack. Let's just leave him on the bench. Though. And he's only played 32 minutes this season. It's insane. You know, 32 I, I minutes. Hope, I hope for Luna's sake, and I don't like saying this, but I hope for Luna's sake, his agent is seriously talking with the club saying, give me minutes or get me alone or sell me. Like, yeah. we, we can't ruin his career letting him sit on the bench. He's a good player. He's young. He should be one of the guys that, you know, all of the MLS is talking about because he's out there doing his thing. Instead, he's put in a defensive role late in the game. And still producing attacking creativity. Like, it's yeah, so irritating, man. Yeah. And, but, like, this is my other fear, and I'm just going to say it because it's on my mind. 
we're going to go to Columbus and get a result just to pit, like, just because it's going to piss us off. You know what I mean? Like, it'll be a spite result. I don't know, though, man. I don't think so either. But, like, that's historically, I, that's what happens. But then you see six for 20, out of 26, and you're like, ah, probably not. But well, and, and I also want to take historics away for a minute because historically, we've been good at bouncing back from losses under Pablo Mastrini. Not at home, though. Like, the, the, the home losses, that's new. But no, this is all new. This is all coming in. That's why I want to throw away the stats. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I want to throw away the stats now because it seems as though we're on a three we're on a three game losing streak. So are you say you're saying like a reverse trajectory because last year we started off hot, then fizzled out. So you're thinking fizzle or suck in the beginning and then get hot and make a run towards the end. I don't see your run this year, man. I'm usually the guy that's like, yeah, I hope so. That'd be cool. But I I just don't unless there's some. Some major change in the formation, a major change when it comes to a signing. Um, they're they're not going to fire Elliot. They're not going to fire Pablo. If they do, it'll be after summer. We're going to be stuck with them for a while. It's weird how people in the organization just feel untouchable. It's so weird. And that's I mean, an issue. It's great for like job security if you are those people. And I mean, I I really I mean I I like the people at the FO, but also it's. To my point, it's like with any other club or any other teams, you're always seeing a shift. It's like uh, literally any other sports organization in sports in the history of any league, hockey, basketball, baseball, football. If you're 6-26 and and you're starting the season off how you are now and you're key players or key pieces just isn't moving the needle and everyone's unhappy how do people still have jobs i i just don't understand it maybe it's the benefit of being like that small market you're under the radar right i, I know we hate saying small market but flying under the radar being okay with mediocrity uh i mean maybe that's just the advantage of being off the radar is that you can suck and you can have your job and everything is happy-go-lucky. And you just keep saying on to the next one. Well, and, and I, I want to counter that by saying, look at European leagues. Even the Burnleys, the Leeds, the you know the bottom feeders, the, the teams battling relegation. If you're 6-26 and 26 in Europe, you're gone. Oh, you're on your second or third coach by now. Exactly. Yeah. Like, the, it, it's... Why <laughs> they're calling old players to come back and coach, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't, I, and I don't want to say... I don't want to, like... I don't want to say get fire Pablo because I'm I don't think I'm on a hundred percent there yet. That's but weird. that's weird that you're not there yet. We need to incite change. We need to, we we want we say this because we believe that we like Josh said this is a good roster. These are good players. They got we got some really interesting talent here, but we're, it's not being utilized in the way it needs to be used. Yeah, I'm not like you know if you are a player listening to this. Not coming after you personally, man. Nah, dude. I think you're getting like done dirty. You're getting shafted, man. Your career is in like not the greatest of hands. <laughs> Honestly, though, I feel that way. Honestly, if you're Sava, do you want to be here right now? This can't be a good look for you going to Europe. Oh, if you're Luna, and if you're a friend of an athlete, you'd be like, hey, dude, maybe you guys kind of suck. You maybe should try to get dial out up your agent, bro. Like, yeah. go check out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, go, dude, go play for Dynamo at this point. Dynamo are actually good. There you and go. Ben Olsen's coaching them. Like, what's going on? Dude, it's so bad. They're okay. They're not good. They actually just, they just won a game. So. Yeah. 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 Hey. They won. You know who I will I'll counter with this, though, and I'll say San Jose. Yeah. But San Jose, 
their their issues have been different because they do bring in players. Well, and then well, here's the thing too: is they they brought they've brought in players, they've made coaching changes, but this this off season was a little bit different because they actually cleared house. Yeah, they looked at they looked at the front office and they said we need to change this, 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 and this. They brought in key components. They started rebuilding that roster, and I think San Jose is on is onto something right now. Yeah, I've always loved the earthquakes, dude. I've always loved them just because of Wondolowski back in the day. But we can agree that they've been an okay team for so many years. Yeah, of course, man. Yeah, well, dude, Real Salt Lake's been an okay team, but as soon as like somebody spat out that six and twenty six, like it really put it into perspective, and it's like it it settled, right? Yeah. But see that. So our mentality coming into this, right? We weren't necessarily six and twenty six. We were probably what three and twenty six. No, we were six, five and twenty twenty something, right? Yeah, five and twenty five. But it didn't feel that way. And I think it's because, like we were talking about earlier, we'll get that result or two, and we'll all start having faith again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you also we just got into this you, weird pattern. Bro, you also didn't have the club being like, yo, shut up. Like, right. well, this we is okay. We weren't getting demolished at home and that on top of it, right? Like, <laughs> now it's just like, there's, there seems like there's no sunshine. You it's know like you're I mean? making us pay attention. And now yeah, it's, you're yeah. drawing the wrong kind of attention. And it, it kind of sucks to say this five games into the season, but next or this saturday's game just feels so pivotal to the season that we're gonna have if we if we go to columbus and we see some changes in the starting 11 and we see some changes in the tactics some changes in the formation maybe i'll feel a little bit better right yeah but, but i want to see change and we just haven't seen it. exactly and if we if we go to columbus and we come out with the same formation the same tactics the same idea the same style of play it's gonna be a long season boys well and if and if they come out against columbus and don't do anything differently yeah. Right. That's literally them telling us our way or the highway. We don't care. Yeah. And so, in, and I even if and I'm not going to accept the if they go there and hunker back formation either. Right. I want to see a radical change in the formation. I want to see a radical change in how we attack. Not just let's go sit back and try to get a draw in Columbus and right the ship. No. Go out there and get after it. Play the kids. Score a goal, man. Like something. Yeah. So. I at this point would love, I I would love to see RSL win, but it's got to be like a dominating win to get the trust and get the quote unquote vibes back. Okay, like we got to go in there and just absolutely demolish it, this team. It's going to be more than one, two. It needs to be a few. Yeah, you can't just win saying. one game. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, actually, I think I understood you wrong. I thought you were talking in terms of goals. No, if we if we go into Columbus and score six goals, I'd be like, cool, that was cool. <laughs> it's gonna be six. It's got to be a big number. Yeah. But I was thinking, I was thinking like but the next game, I'm still going to be pessimistic and nervous. Yeah. Until we do that, not six in every game, but until we, until we win consistently, maybe out of a run of, you know, eight of 10 or something like that, I'm not going to feel good. Yeah. So I, I need to see a win in Columbus to be one back. And I need to, I, I need to see it be won by a few goals. If it's like a one Oh skirt two one, Penalty kicks or something. I'm not going to feel good about it. But what I think this club needs, I think what the what, what this club needs for the good of the club and like the future and to really get the like just the gears spinning, they need to get their ass kicked again. And yeah. I hate to say that, but, but that's it's true. I've I've also heard and semi feel the same way from a lot of people that like they kind of hope nothing changes for a little bit. To really drive home the fact that like this is not working, let it tank. 
and then we we, well, and then we go back to 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 last year. We go back to barely sneaking into the playoffs and thinking we're good. We yeah. made it to the playoffs. So what was the number? Is it nine teams in each conference that makes yeah. the playoffs? Like the line is so low. Yeah. Well, and, that, and that's the thing too. Now, if you can't make the playoffs when nine teams, more than half the teams in the league, it's an automatic make playoffs. Come on, it's got to be an automatic. Come on, fire but even point. if honestly, even if you're like seven, eight, nine, yeah, it's unless not a win. unless you're like one game apart, like one to nine or whatever, yeah. you know what I mean? Like. It's not that impressive, dog. You finished. You finished under five hundred and got in the playoffs. I don't care. Well, and then because because you look going back to San Jose, you look at a team like San Jose who just missed the playoffs by two points last year. This year they would have been in. That's still not to me. That's still not good enough. You know. No, like we have. You're, it, we it, have standards, man. Yeah, we because, have things we want to see, and like being. I don't even. I yeah. I'm stopping. <laughs> I think we all understand what what we need to see and i think a lot of the fans are feeling the same and it's stupid because i had seen somebody on twitter where they're like i'm gonna try to be positive it's like somebody who's been negative for years now all of a sudden they're like hey you know what i'm gonna try to be positive about all of this i mean mean, we did that for a little bit i know but they chose just like the worst time it's like it's like we always kind of knew the asteroid was in the distance you know and and we were kind of like let's be positive maybe it'll miss us but this person on Twitter was like, you, you can clearly see the asteroid, and it's like it's, it's entered like in the your atmosphere, face, yeah. and you're like, oh, I'll be positive now, you know. Yeah. Um, listen, I like it. Whichever which way you roll, guys, RSL fans, whether you want to see the team bounce back, and hey, maybe that's maybe that's what it is. Maybe we're starting the season off horribly to have a powerful end. I hope it's that way. But however you're feeling, I think is justified on on both sides. And if you're upset as much as we are about just everything minus the players which is crazy because usually it's 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 on the players backs i just you're warranted to feel the frustration you're warranted to be pissed you're warranted to be in a position where you don't even know if you want to watch the games you don't know if you want to come to the games you would rather go actually do something productive with either family members or go on dates or go on hikes or whatever it is you don't want to buy season tickets. You want to leave the stadium empty. A hundred percent justified right yeah, now. But it's also justified if you want to be positive and you want to go. There's no wrong answer here. But but my plea is like, let's not try to tell each other how to feel right now. You know what I mean? I think I think the the funniest thing I saw on Twitter leading up to this recording was a person who was saying to be positive because we're four games into the season. And yeah, we're four games into the season, right? A but lot again, could change. we could be pumped in th- six months. Exactly, exactly. But again, I feel like this has just been building up because of how bad we ended last season, right? Well, and it also, I think, for a lot of us, it gives us a little bit of PTSD from Kassar. It gives us a little yeah. PTSD from Picky. It gives us a little PTSD from Freddie. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, it's not like we haven't been through this song and dance before. There's been plenty of seasons. I remember when we needed a center back terribly because Winger was playing center back for some reason because everyone was hurt. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, there's always been a need in a position with coaches we've had that have not been performing, that have been stuck with their guys and stuck with their formations. It's it's like a recurring pattern. And I think we all see it. No, oh, absolutely. Very cool. With that, I would like to conclude. We're at about an hour. Uh, 
been, that was a quick hour. It's been an hour, yeah. Whoa. Isaac, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. My head just hurts, dude. After hearing all this stuff, I can't even. I want to swear. He's speechless. I want to swear. He wants to do the swears. <laughs> yeah, he's so mad. Andy, are you impressed we've done this without just popping off with swears? Yeah, of course, man. Yeah, you know, you guys are doing great. Let's go around the league to some teams that actually had exciting soccer. Um, and you know what? I <laughs> I was going to ask, like, you know, if you had to support a different team, like, which one would it We've be? We've had this combo before. Dude, but there's, like, so many. There's some fun ones out there. But I think, like, right now, man, at, you know, the growth of this city and the soccer fans that are, you know, being created daily and the people that are moving here who have an opportunity to really fall in love with Real Salt Lake and to fall in love with the backdrop of the mountains and to fall in love with like the, the warm summer feel of a night game at America first field. Like you have all those opportunities to pull those people in and create a new fan base. We're just missing them. We need to go back to delivering a good product and then also just treat the fans with respect. You're not going to win over fans by being this gross troll on the internet. I'm sorry. Maybe it works for the RSL show, but I don't think it's going to work for Real Salt Lake. Let's talk about some soccer across the league. Uh, let's start with uh, the recap of week five. Week five. Of Major League Already. Soccer. So Portland and Galaxy uh, full-time 0-0. Snooze fest. Snooze fest. I mean, uh, at least we're not the only ones that suck. Dude, Portland look rough. So does LA, dude. Really, really just nothing. nothing uh, we got Charlotte, New York Red Bulls. No one really cares about those guys. 1-1. Orlando City beating Philadelphia 2-1. Kind of a surprise, honestly, because it's in Philly. Mm-hmm. Their long home winning streak busted right there. I, yep. think, uh, I think Philly's more focused on Champions League. At the yeah, moment. they're they're Seattle of last year. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, we've got New England over DC 2-1. Uh, Gustavo Bowe. Uh, with a screamer of a goal. Which, also, New England, kind of good this year. Yeah. Right. I'm sure Bobby Wood's pumped to be there, honestly. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and then, oh, man. Columbus Crew 6-1 over Atlanta United, bro. Who's Just been a score hot. fest. I, I think, to me, that's the most surprising result. I mean, yes. Every one of these games, we can use the but international players excuse. But to to beat Atlanta, who's hot, 6-1, that's... Oh man, that's just a fresh ass well, whipping coming to Real. And not Salt to Lake. mention, like the guys that scored for Columbus was a lot of their kids, Christian yeah. Ramirez, with a brace, who's been linked to RSL a few times. Who I'm going to say, not high on. Glad we didn't sign him, but another striker that was linked that we didn't yeah. get after. I would have taken a Christian Ramirez. Same, I but I also I like really want something more, right? But. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. That's, Christian Ramirez is like getting another Bobby Wood yeah. or Ruby Rubin, right? Like, could come good, could not. So, well, and the only reason Christian's even playing right now is because uh, Cucho's out. Yeah, he's injured. So it's crazy, dude. Six one without Cucho. Yeah. All right, uh, Chicago. Whoa, uh, beating Inter Miami. They 3-2. did a win, dude. Yeah, they did a win. Miami Stadium just looks sad. Just wait till they get messy, bro. It's well, going to be nuts. Well, but it's like a temporary stadium. Yeah, their new stadium look, looks crazy. Right, once it's open, but like the temporary one, it's such a weird look, man. It's a yep. USL stadium. But you know what looks worse? Chicago at home, dude. Five, <laughs> like 5,000 people in an NFL stadium just looks rough. Yeah. FC Cincinnati won over uh, 1-0 over Nashville. Um, oh, this makes me so happy. 
Seattle Sounders, Jordan Morris, just absolutely pounding Sporting KC, just taking it home to Cavincio or how, or however you say his name. I'm so sick of seeing that guy. <laughs> He's everywhere, man. He's everywhere. Good for him. But damn, can you imagine? You get that much exposure, and your favorite club is SKC. <laughs> I think that's why. He well, got I mean. Big, yeah. It would be like if we got big exposure and our favorite club was ourselves. <laughs> it's no yeah. different. It's right all now. love, though. It's all love for that yeah. guy. I think he does a great job. Um, no, but I would be pit like, bro. I, I I hate that Jordan Morris scored all the goals. Like, you no, know, I love that dude. It's Jordan. my least favorite sounder scoring all the goals. But I'm like, all right, I know. But yeah. dude, like all the, you know, all the shit that Jordan Morris got for not going to Europe, yeah. and staying here. And then you would th- you were thinking that okay he's going to fizzle out and for a while he did but to come back and score four yeah, one in cool. the MLS Apple TV era when it's just getting hot dude four yeah. one away in SKC is yeah. just incredible it's- and he deserves all the credit in the world and they should gift him whatever <laughs> who's the sponsor at Seattle. Some What's, hospital. They should give him all the free health care. <laughs> Forever, dude. Four one, bro. All the insulin. Did you uh <laughs> did you guys see what Vermi said? Mm-mm. At least I, I don't know it verbatim, but I he think. basically said like we're not playing to win right now. What? Or oh, something that's like right, that. dude. Yeah. yeah, he said something that was like so sacrilegious to like it's dude, the, I think the paradigm shifted, like something shifted where all of a sudden like like Peter Vermees just doesn't care about winning anymore. Right. Jordan Morris gets really good. We also like in the tanker, like Demir Krylock's like not good anymore. And no, I'm kidding. No, but his career is obviously at the tail end. I know. You know, I love him. No hate on Demir. I don't want to yeah. ever, bro. <laughs> Demir, you're like KB five status, bro. Yep. Like you're Ramondo status. You're already up there. Listen, I just it's it, I saw that and I was like, what is going on? I had here? no words because it's not like it's not the Vermees of old, right? Well, and it's not even like he's like, oh, we're going to develop the kids and that's all that matters. No, it's just like he he's, he's like, yeah. we're injured, whatever. I was like, wow, it's crazy. Well, and would you rather have Peter Vermees saying he doesn't care about winning, or would you rather have Pablo saying that we need at to least more goals? at least Peter Vermees has won them some cups and won. And and been good. And I would been, respect Pablo if he said I, I don't care about winning. If he would have said that in the presser, I'd be like, okay, <laughs> okay, I can. You know, I can get behind that because then at least you know where he's coming from. Because I'm getting really sick of hearing about you know sometimes the ball just doesn't bounce your way or you know you got to score goals to win. You know, like the generic like coaching yeah. Yeah. mumbo jumbo. Like I would rather hear his real thoughts than the PR answer, which. If also if you read more comments in other places, people are also sick of. I want to address the problem. Yeah. It's very obvious we need to score a goal to win. Yeah. Don't tell me that. Yeah. Identify the issue and tell me what you think the issue is. Yeah. Maybe I'm less pissed off right now. Back to Seattle four one, um, dude. He just has incredible help around him. Yeah. Dude, um, again, a stack, stack team. team. Stack team. Yeah. Seattle's back to being Seattle. Yep. Simple as that. It is insane, bro. Uh, man. Seattle. Just stealing everything RSL, the colors, the kids, everything. All right, cool. <laughs> uh, Austin FC versus Colorado 1-1. A fan base that is pretty pissed is also Austin FC. Uh, but I would I would go as far to say that Austin FC is, you know, they're experiencing their little rut, and they're kind of feeling, 
you know, you're all of a sudden, like, you know, you're not doing excellent things. You're not going far into the league. Like, you're not getting your wins right away. You're, you're suddenly not, like, the super impressive, shiny new guy anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So it's a little bit of a little bit of a slice of a humble pie. But um, yep. if I was Austin FC, I just wouldn't be that. Uh, like, if I was in their fan base, I wouldn't be that. I don't concerned. know, man. Like, getting eliminated by losing to a Haitian uh, yeah. semi-pro team twice and then drawing Colorado. Okay, yeah. That's a little pretty bit rough. I, be, I was about to say, just purely that loss to Yolette just leaves this big old stain on Austin. Yeah. Well, and honestly, like, if we lose to Colorado Rest KC, everyone's on Pablo out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Houston Dynamo uh, 1-0 over New York City. Who got the goal? Do we know? Uh, they're number eight. It was a penalty kick. Bossy. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, Bossy. Okay. Yeah. I think he got a brace like a few games ago. I think so. Whatever. We'll go Corey, on to the Corey next Baird one. had a miss the howler. Yeah, Corey Baird open. living his best life. Dude, Corey Baird, I love seeing that he's slowly turning into like that MLS journeyman, right? Right. The guy that never really does anything, but he's always there. And he's going yeah. to different clubs. <laughs> yeah. Like good for you, yeah. dude. You no, got out. You got out, bro, at the yeah. perfect time, man. Wow. Corey Baird, bro. All right. Uh Minnesota, Vancouver one one. Eh. Snoozer. <laughs> LAFC over FC Dallas, 2-1. Dude, it's a decent game, yeah. LAFC, great win. Um, let's see if I could recount the goals. Um, the first one kind of gets... Get, I can't really picture it, but the 2-1 came from... Uh, after FC Dallas had scored, there was a, a scoring opportunity for Carlos Vela, who just knocked it off the crossbar on the PK... Uh, didn't convert it. That was a little surprising. It was 1-1, and then close to the end of the game, uh, there was a ball played. It was like a cross, goes into the corner. I can't recall the name of the player, but he literally has no angle. It looks like he just meant to whip it in, but the ball stays low and just literally goes in between the goalkeeper's legs and the oh, defender's uh, legs Bwanga. for the win. That's right. Dennis Bonga. Yes. 2-1. Just how LAFC just keeps producing... And killing the game. Well, that's well, is that's, that's what happens when you have a difference maker, a player that can make something out of nothing. Yeah, well, players that can make something out of nothing. Here's the thing, too: is I'm pretty high on FC Dallas this year. I think they got a solid roster. They do have a solid and roster. To give them credit, they were down a man for 70 minutes in that one, yeah. and they only lost two one. It's not bad. Yeah, LAFC though. Always, I mean, did it's crazy how they've just cemented themselves as one of the greats already. I mean, when I you're, hate to say it, but when you're a team out of LA built around the shiny lights, the superstars, the money, you have to be that good. Like there's the expectation there is so high. You have to be, you literally had Gareth Bale and then obviously Ch- Chicho Arango. Yeah. Well, what happened gone. the one season they didn't make playoffs? They blew it up. All the cold coaching staff gone. And meanwhile, we're like, yeah, just lose. It's cool, dude. And what, we'll hap- and what happens you. the next year? They win MLS cup. Can you see that happening for Real Salt Lake ever? Right now. Depends on who they bring in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, we can ask for, you know, all these changes. We could ask for them to blow it up, right? But who's to say who they bring in to replace a GM or who they bring in to replace a coach? Well, you would just you hope never that know. it's not an internal hire like we've been doing for the like last Like the same decade, pattern, right? Because if it's decade, the same pattern, last 10 years. then no one's happy. Yeah. It's, it's stupid, bro. Like, if you look at it like, you know... If you look at it like a like a company, like how a company is ran, it's right. basically like, oh hey, the CEO failed, so let's here's like the CFO. Yeah, here's the yeah. CFO, 
and let's just now we'll, well who else has been here longer like oh, who yeah. can olave you're in? ready yeah you know exactly I mean? actually i'd love to see olave be mm. given a, an opportunity if we're just this down dude i mean he won a championship i would rather see with uh i'd rather with see Hobby. if we're gonna go for like an ex-player i'd rather see like a javi a kyle but olave won with monarchs yeah but olave is not doing anything with the young guys gotcha San Jose, Toronto, 0-0 boring snooze fest game. Nothing happened in it, but I still love San Jose. And then the last match, St. Louis 4 over Real Salt Lake 0. I mean, 4-0. Shout out St. Louis, bro. Yeah. You got to Klaus. You got to give him credit dude, for He annoys the hell out of me, but good <laughs> on For just coming in and 5 and 0, dude. Yeah, the best record for an inaugural ever, season ever, ever. For you know i'd be i'd be very curious to see um the spend on their roster like how it's put together yeah because i can't imagine it's it's a huge budget it's something rsl could easily do it's hard man it's hard to wrap your your mind around that and honestly uh so i was i was working a few matches so i was watching the other matches while I was working, and then Real Salt Lake and St. Louis was just kind of on a different screen. But I remember, like, kind of clicking in, seeing, like, you know, Twitter's reaction. I'm like, oh, they just scored 1-0. And then I literally, like, moved my attention for, like, 15 minutes, it felt like. And then I came back, and it was, like, 4-0. Yeah, no, it was a compl- it was a meltdown. <laughs> it was so bad, It was dude. a meltdown. It, it really just happened so over bad. the, the yeah. span of, like... 15 20 minutes i love that uh i love i do love that real salt lake has to con- contractually post the highlights and then still pick like a save of the game yeah how about how about you guys maybe a little bit of flexibility with i get the mls making you post but as far as the sponsorships like how about how about just writing a clause in there literally klaus funny um, <laughs> hey, if we get our asses kicked, how about we don't tweet a save of the game? Because it just looks stupid. Yeah. And I know that's not any fault of that, but anyways. Guys, it's tough. It's rough. And we just wanted to give you guys the spotlight. Thank you guys for writing on all of the social media, Twitter, Instagram. I'm sure I haven't looked at the Salt Lake Till We Die group on Facebook. I'd love to because they go pretty crazy. Um, but yeah. Uh, Real Salt Lake, read the room. People are not happy, and uh, maybe reassess. And stay salty. That's all I'm going to say. Stay salty until proven otherwise. Shout out Emeka Nelly. Yep. Uh, if you guys have not seen or haven't uh, looked at Instagram, go to our Instagram. Alex Napolis hooked up with Emeka Anelli. Um, a new signing with Real Salt Lake has already had, you know, one match under his belt, one match. Yep, St. Louis. And uh, he was on the first team for a day before the game. Yeah. Yep. And uh, it's just a great interview. It's just, uh, it just kind of talks about his development, uh, his college play, the national title that he had won, and and then his experience of going through the Super Draft and then landing here in, in Salt Lake City. Actually, Harriman, um, which he wasn't too <laughs> stoked on. <laughs> I mean, do you blame him, dude? They gotta, they gotta like work something out. Like, I, I, I know that. I, I mean, I don't know, but I, I assume that the whole Deloy Hansen deal still has them like maybe renting those units out there. It yeah. makes sense because it's close to the training facility. But 
the the first impression is just always so important and i think that if you you know barricade these dudes in harriman and they're like 20 25 minutes from downtown actually getting to see like the city of salt lake then their first impression is harriman which is literally just rocks and like houses houses and like a movie theater um maybe i don't know maybe rework that so that they'll want to stay and i'm sure with time he will but uh, just a, a great level-headed dude. Um, Alex killed it on the interview. And People then, are gunning for you, bro. They're on social media. They're like, remove his intern status. Look at his face. It's so smug right now. <laughs> I didn't say anything. We will think about it. <laughs> and Isaac, until somebody says, hey, Isaac should not be a junior producer anymore, then we'll... But like genuinely, not we'll just, to get, him. Not just yeah. to get Alex's... If if Isaac can get like five people to comment that aren't his friends, <laughs> that aren't his friends, <laughs> then we'll do it. But uh, that's it, guys. Anything else that we want to add before we close out? No, I feel a lot better now that I vented. I've been holding on to it since Saturday. It just feels good. To yeah. Just listen, guys. We love this club. We love this club. We've seen what they can do. We've seen what the social media team can do. We've seen what people at the FO could do. We've seen what the players can do. We love this team, but damn, are we frustrated. We, we wouldn't be this frustrated if we didn't love this team as much as we do. Exactly. There you go. Exactly. Tough love. Absolutely. Isaac knows all about that. Yeah. He does. I do. <laughs> all righty, guys. Thanks for keeping it here. RSL show on KSL Sports Network, the Real Salt Lake show. Follow us on all of the social media outlets, and we'll be back with a new episode. We're going to reschedule with Erocalypse, by the way. For next week, right? Um, yeah, he was supposed to be on last week, but I was pretty sick, so uh, we're going to get him on. I didn't want to bring him on to this episode because obviously we're so pissed. Uh, so we're going to bring the good vibes, the actual good vibes. Um, Erocalypse is the DJ uh, for Real Salt Lake, but also he's got such a long history of DJing with like U92, different stations, different events. Just a killer of a dude. Uh, and he has such a cool story. So make sure you guys come back for that one. And depending on how the Columbus result goes, we might have one episode where we mix with him or we might do two. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. We might be really happy or really upset. <laughs> Keep it here, guys. RSL show on KSL Sports. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah Health. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great.